RTHK The News at 11 with Carol Musgrave. Tonight's headlines. Reports indicate the government hopes to extend to dentists its policy of requiring new doctors to work in the public sector. The Federation of Trade Unions welcomed the government's proposals to allow non-locally trained nurses to work here without taking a licensing exam. And the MTR posts a profit of $9.8 billion for 2022. RTHK understands that the government is proposing to require newly qualified dentists to work in the public sector before moving into private practice, having already put forward the same idea for new doctors. The idea is to alleviate an acute manpower shortage in public dental clinics by requiring new graduates to start out as interns in the sector. The president of the Hong Kong Dental Association, Nelson Wong, says he understands that the change may cause anxiety to dental students. But he told a radio programme that the proposal has not yet been finalised. Can we find a way that satisfies different sides? For example, can we change the curriculum so that students can do their internships in the public system as part of their courses? That way students won't need to work an extra year or two, three years, but they can also get different kinds of working experience while in government. A unionist lawmaker has welcomed the government's plan to allow non-locally trained nurses to work here without taking a licensing exam. Bill Tang of the Federation of Trade Unions says the move is needed to ease a manpower crunch in the public medical sector that he says is having serious consequences for patients. Mr Tang said the priority should be to train local staff and then to make it easier for people living here who have nursing qualifications from overseas to take up jobs. The government should do it. First, encourage local training. Second, bridge the Hong Kong residents who have overseas qualification, how to fit in local. Third, uh, and the last, is uh, encourage overseas alerts uh, 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 come to Hong Kong. In other news, the MTL Corporation has posted a profit of $9.8 billion for the last year, a nearly 3% annual increase, even though it logged a sharp fall in recurrent earnings. The company also said billions will be spent on upgrades and maintenance, as Frank Young reports. The rail giant recorded $157 million in profits from transport operations and station commercial and property rental business, but earnings were down 91% compared to the previous year. The company carried 1.3 billion passengers across its domestic rail and bus networks last year, which was a 6% decline compared to 2021, and transport operations reported a loss of $4.7 billion. MTR officials attributed the figures to the fifth COVID wave in early 2022, adding that the bigger loss was also due to a rise in staff and energy costs. It also said it was because of higher depreciation resulting from the opening of the Israel Line Cross Harbor extension. MTR CEO Jacob Cam said the total loss of transport operations has exceeded $14 billion in the three years of the pandemic, but added he is hopeful about passenger numbers following the border reopening earlier this year. He said passenger numbers are already getting back towards pre-pandemic levels. The local traffic, I believe, has been benefited by the opening of the boundary. 
and the domestic traffic has returned to over 90% of the pre-pandemic level. And for the cross-boundary, including Lower Lomachow and high-speed rail and the airport express line, has returned to around 50% of the pre-pandemic level. And the overall trend is encouraging. It is still rising. But of course, we hope this trend will continue. Mr. Cam also said the company will spend over $10 billion every year over the next three years on railway asset replacements and upgrades, in addition to more than $5 billion on regular maintenance. He said the company pays a lot of attention to keeping its railway network at top performance. On the fair adjustment mechanism, the CEO said it has always been open, transparent and predictable, adding that a review is underway and is expected to be concluded in the first half of the year. The corporation, meanwhile, is proposing a final dividend of $0.89 per share, bringing the full-year amount to $1.31. And look now at the weather, mainly fine apart from relatively low visibility in some areas. The minimum temperature tomorrow morning will be about 19 degrees, dry and rather warm during the day, with a maximum temperature of around 26. The outlook rather warm during the day in the following couple of days. Winds will strengthen from the north on Sunday night. The temperature now is 22 degrees and the humidity 73%. You're listening to RTHK. The time now is five minutes past 11. The Catholic Bishop of Hong Kong, Stephen Chow, has announced that he'll visit Beijing next month. He'll be joined by Auxiliary Bishop Joseph Ha and Vicar General Father Peter Choi. In a statement, the Catholic Diocese of Hong Kong said Bishop Chow had been invited by Bishop Joseph Lee of the Beijing Diocese last year. Bishop Chow said he hoped the trip would promote exchange and interaction between the two dioceses. Queen Elizabeth Hospital says that maintenance work is taking place at one of its staff changing rooms after possible risks with the ceiling were discovered. This follows a string of recent mishaps at public hospitals involving falling lumps of masonry and a surgical lighting unit. Maggie Ho reports. The announcement from one of the SAR's biggest public hospitals came a day after the hospital authority said it was forming a committee to review a spate of recent incidents involving falling objects. Queen Elizabeth Hospital said engineers had found no structural problems with the ceiling of the changing room. It added that photos being shared online of exposed reinforcing bars showed a maintenance work in progress. On Wednesday, the hospital authority apologized for a string of recent mishaps at its hospitals after reporting yet another case of falling concrete. Slabs of the masonry crashed down from the ceiling of a consultation room at Kwai Chung Hospital early that morning, crushing some furniture and electronic equipment, though no one was hurt. Last November, a chunk of concrete fell from the ceiling of a ward in Castle Peak Hospital and landed on a vacant bed, but the authority only disclosed that incident last Sunday. Separately, Tunmun Hospital said on Wednesday that part of the suspended ceiling in a male toilet had collapsed last May. The hospital said no one was hurt in the incident. Last month, the hospital authority was forced to suspend the use of many of its operating theatres while it checked the safety of surgical lights after one of the units fell from the ceiling of a theatre at United Christian Hospital, injuring an assistant anaesthetist. A ceiling hoist track used to carry patients also broke at Tunmun Hospital earlier this month. A global consulting firm says there's strong demand from Greater Bay Area residents to visit Hong Kong. Now COVID restrictions have been lifted. But as Haley Yip reports, it says the SAR needs to up its game to take advantage. 
McKinsey and Company said it spoke to a thousand mainlanders who plan to come to Hong Kong this year and found they are still keen on products and services the SAR offers. However, one of the firm's managing partners, Arthur Sheck, said the territory has fallen behind in areas such as digital experience and service quality. He said mainland travelers are increasingly accustomed to a seamless shopping experience and that Hong Kong retailers should rethink the way they engage with them. Mr. Sheck said Hong Kong needs to focus on building its tourism offerings around greater Bay Area customers and should recruit talent from beyond its borders. He said the city also needs to boost its digital skills. On technological and digital capabilities of companies in Hong Kong, whether it is around integration with social media or whether it is around areas like data analytics. These are areas in where companies in Hong Kong are also behind mainland companies, and those are the areas where we, also, we need to strengthen our capabilities. J.D. Yi, an associate partner at McKinsey, said Hong Kong firms need to gain a better understanding of what mainland tourists want. Perceptions of Hong Kong have changed in the past few years and can be shaped through proactive marketing and branding efforts. Now is the time to step up investment on these fronts. The firm's survey also identified healthcare services such as medicals and vaccinations as a major draw for Hong Kong among potential visitors from the Greater Bay Area. Inflation on the mainland has slowed to its lowest rate in a year as consumers remained cautious despite the relaxation of Beijing's zero-COVID policy late last year. Altus Wong has the details. The National Bureau of Statistics says consumer prices last month were just 1% higher than a year earlier, the slowest pace of inflation since February 2022. The rise in the CPI was well below the median estimate of 1.9% in a Reuters poll and the 2.1% annual rise since January. A bureau spokesman, Dong Li Juan, said the drop was caused by a decline in consumer demand after the holidays as well as sufficient supply in the market. Analysts say the fall was spurred by falling food prices and cautious spending behaviour. Once at the weak inflation reading, opens room for the government to launch more monetary easing policies. Mainland authorities have announced an economic growth goal of around 5% for this year. A court in Indonesia has jailed two football officials for negligence over one of history's worst-ever sports stadium disasters. 135 people were killed in a crush in the city of Malang last October. The BBC's Valdia Baraputri reports from Jakarta. The organising committee's chairman and a security officer at the Arima Football Club have been jailed for negligence causing loss of life at Kanjuruhan Stadium last October. The sentences of 18 months and a year were much less than the prosecutor had demanded. One father who lost two daughters and his ex-wife said via his attorney that he was utterly disappointed by the ruling. There are three other defendants in the trial. There are police officers who allegedly instructed their subordinates to fire the tear gas on the supporters. Their trial is still continuing. The head of the UN's nuclear watchdog has demanded immediate action to prevent a potential disaster at the Russian-occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. Rafael Grossi's remarks come after renewed shelling cut the plant's only remaining power line, which provided electricity for essential cooling of radioactive material. With power currently being provided by emergency diesel generators, Mr Grossi said such an unsafe situation could not be allowed to continue. I am astonished by the complacency. Yes, the complacency. What are we doing to prevent this from happening? 
We are the IAEA. We are meant to care about nuclear safety. Each time we are rolling a dice. And if we allow this to continue time after time, then one day our luck will run out. Protesters in Israel have been trying to block access to Tel Aviv airport. It marks the latest day of demonstrations against the government's proposed radical overhaul of the judicial system. The BBC's Yolanda Nell is in Jerusalem. The scale of all of this is something that is really unprecedented in Israel's history. What is also happening is that really they're taking things to a different level. Thousands of protesters coming out on the streets for what they're calling days of disruption. They intend to disrupt the daily life of other Israelis, but also the daily life of of government ministers. Now we're seeing actually the police beginning to more forcibly start to remove the protesters as they block some of the main uh, motorways, particularly between uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. It's getting towards the time which would usually be rush hour in Israel. Poland's governing nationalists want the parliament to pass a resolution to defend what they call the good name of Pope John Paul II against allegations that he knew and covered up child sexual abuse by priests in his diocese. The claims, which relate to cases in the 60s and 70s, come from a book based on interviews with the victims and material from the communist secret police archives. The right-wing Law and Justice Party claims the aim of the book is to destroy the image of the late pope. There's been no comment from the Vatican. Scientists have outlined a more efficient method of removing carbon dioxide from the air and storing it in the sea. The current filtering process is based on dissolving the CO2 in a solution that contains nitrogen-based compounds. The researchers found that when they added copper to the mix, they captured atmospheric carbon dioxide up to three times more effectively than current methods. Brian Gilvery is the chairman of INEOS Energy, one of the companies involved in the project. He says the process is safe. It will be injected 6,000 feet below the ocean. It will go into a reservoir which has stored and held fossil fuels under pressure for a very long period of time, over millions of years, that were then liberated in the 60s and 70s and 80s as the oil and gas industry built up in the North Sea. And we're now re-injecting that CO2 back into those same reservoirs. To sport now, and Hong Kong's men's cricket team have continued their winning start to the quadrangular T20 series being held here. They beat Kuwait by 11 runs at the Tin Kong Road Recreation Ground this afternoon. Anshi Rath hit 57 to lift the home side to 161 for seven off their 20 overs. Haroon Arshad took three wickets as Hong Kong then restricted Kuwait to 150 for nine. Hong Kong opened the tournament with a 15-run victory over Bahrain on Wednesday. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Reports indicate the government hopes to extend to dentists its policy of requiring new doctors to work in the public sector. The Federation of Trade Unions welcomed the government's proposals to allow non-locally trained nurses to work here without taking a licensing exam. And the MTR posts a profit of $9.8 billion for 2022. The news from RTHK. RTHK. It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, 
Coast, TGIF, not quite. Still got a few minutes to go yet. And welcome to our twilight time, of course. 45 minutes of music from a bygone era to keep you cool and chilled out and relaxed between now and midnight. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail to get in touch. Our first one for Jimmy is Nat and Natalie. Together at last at twilight time. That's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Like a song of love That clings to me How the thought of you does things to me Never before has someone been there unforgettable in every way and forevermore, and forevermore, that's how you stay. Thinks that I am unforgettable to 